welcome to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle, and this is episode 40. Today, I'm sharing with you a bonus episode in honor of National Sickle Cell Awareness Month. Today's episode will not be strictly about homeschooling. Today's episode is about saving people's lives. This month, I partnered with Be The Match and the Sickle Cell Community Consortium to help increase the number of Black donors on their registry. Right now, there are over 22 million people on the registry, but only 4% of them are Black. If you are a Black person with cancer or a rare disease such as sickle cell disease, and you're in need of a donor, then that person only has a 23% chance of finding a match. So why is this important to me? I am parenting a child who is living with sickle cell disease. And more than anything else in the world, I would love for her to one day be cured. So in honor of Sickle Cell Awareness Month, I want to give back to my community by helping to increase the donor registry. So let me tell you a little bit more about me. I am an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls, and this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is for all parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share. If you want to keep this podcast going, please consider supporting it by donating to our Patreon page at a low monthly cost. Visit patreon.com slash cleverlychanging. Or you can go to our show notes and click on the link that will take you to the Patreon page. Today's African proverb is, hold a true friend with both your hands. And that is a Nigerian proverb. Again, the proverb says, hold a true friend with both your hands. It's now time for the word of the episode. Tuko Pamoja. It simply means we are together. People in East Africa often use this saying when reassuring their support to their friends or colleagues. It is seen as a message of unity and solidarity. We need the love, and support of our village. Think of ways you can support your community. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by my book, A Sickle Cell Coloring Book for Kids. The book can be purchased on Amazon Just type in a sickle cell coloring book for kids and you can own your own copy. Please remember to leave a review and tell a friend. Thank you.
to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. I am your host, Elle Cole from the blog cleverlychanging.com. And today we have a really special program. September is National Sickle Cell Awareness Month. And if you follow any of my pages, from time to time, you see that Sickle Cell Awareness Month is my month. It is the month where I talk about my experience raising a child with sickle cell anemia, which is called sickle cell disease. And it is a time when I want other people to really know about this genetic disorder and how they can really make a difference. This month in 2020, it's a little different. I'm actually a grant awardee and I'm partnering with the Sickle Cell Community Consortium as well as Be The Match Registry to get more Black donors between the ages of 18 and 44 to join the registry. Why do we need people to join the registry? Because it is a cure. It is a cure for some sickle cell patients as well as some cancer patients and some other rare diseases. Unfortunately, if you are African-American on the registry, it can be really hard for people to find a match. And so it is my goal to help make a difference. I am trying to raise awareness and get 25 people to sign up for the national registry with Be The Match. And so to do that, you text 61474, you text the words S as in Sam, C as in cat, three, Carly, that's C as in cat, A as in apple, R as in rat, L as in lion, E as in elephant, Y as in yellow. So you text SC3Carly to 61474 to join the registry. And what they will do, they will send you a cheek swab kit. You just swab the inside of your cheeks and then you send it back. So I have a guest with us today who is going to share her experience. The, um, my guest is a dear friend of mine who was so willing to join the registry that she actually joined the registry and got a call back. So I am talking with her today and getting her to share her story with you guys so that you can know what this is all about, what it entails, what the process is like, just so that you can be informed. So right now, I would love for you to introduce yourself to everyone and let them know who you are. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Abera, and I am from New York, Bronx, New York. Um, me and my Carly have known each other a very long time, and I'm so proud of her for doing this podcast as well as just being a chimp champion for um, sickle cell awareness. Um, I donated, through, I was registered actually through Be The Match organization many, many years ago. I registered initially while I was in college, I believe freshman or sophomore year of college um, as a um, tribute to my friend who, or our friend our, and our mate from high school, um, Dorit Palmer, who um, had a form of cancer that could have been actually treated with um, 
stem cell or bone marrow transplant. So that was like my motivating factor to become a registrant through Be The Match. Yes. So that was, wow. I, I never even knew that you joined the registry because of Durette. Durette was, wow, she was an amazing person. And in her last years of her life, I had the opportunity to actually be with her. And I, I watched her change. I watched her body go from an active teenager to skin and bones. And to be mm-hmm. a young person like 18 years old and see your friend's life slipping away before your eyes was so difficult. And we were, we were in college when she passed away but the summer before college was when i spent time with her and just eating was painful for her and i think it had a profound effect on all of our lives and i'm just i'm i'm amazed that you did that because of her i think that's very beautiful and i mean now i have a whole different personal experience (laughs) that makes me willing to raise awareness and let other people know about Be The Match. But wow, you know, this Mm -hmm. is definitely a full circle moment for us to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And when you registered in college, what was the process like? What did you have Uh, to do? I think you cut out a little bit. Uh, What was the process like when you registered in Um, college? What did you have to do? Well, um, when we registered in college, they used to take, they call it tabling. I don't know if they, there's a new terminology for it now where um, organizations, whether on campus or off campus, would set up a table in the student union or all, all around campus, depending on, you know, what designated area was available to them. And they would just, you know, try to encourage people. They would have like pamphlets on their table and try to encourage people to um, register. You know, it could be like a, a, a bone, it was the National Bone Marrow, I forgot the name of the entire organization. This was like 19 years ago, but um, it was like one table with the, um, uh, let's call it the National Bone Marrow Organization that was represented in the union of the campus. And then let's say they were sitting next to a student organization. So, you know, they just used to come on campus during diff- um, various days and just table try to get more donors or, you know, more college students and grad students who, or even faculty, staff, and employees to just register. And it's the same process. Um, I think they did either a cheek swab or they did um, almost like a finger stick, like a blood, you know, um, sample um, back then. And, you know, before they even encouraged you, they talked to you about it. They gave you information about it. And one of the diseases that was mentioned um, was the cancer that, you know, Durette had, like, oh, that can help people with this type of cancer. And um, with her, I was just like, you know, during my, especially my freshman into a partial of my sophomore year, like I would, me and Durette would speak frequently and I would complain to her about how I hated it there. And I think it was just the newness of, of it all. And even like, despite what she was going through, because we, you know, were all there when she was in high school and she got diagnosed and, you know, we all like praying for her, but she still kept moving and still kept, you know, being herself to a point and like, you know, encouraging others to, you know, and helping them and talking to others while others were praying for her and encouraging her as well. 
but you know that was you know i think education about the diseases that a bone marrow transplant can be a cure for is very important because I think a lot of people did not know that. And I will say, um, when I made this in honor of her, I didn't realize how much I kept it to myself because I thought I shared this with you guys. And I think I mentioned it to her brother. He was like, Oh, I didn't know you did that. I was like, I thought I told you, <laughs> but I guess not. <laughs> but I was like, Yeah, I that was my my initial incentive to sign up to be a registry uh, a registrant or you know a donor because of her like oh wow you know if I knew about this earlier maybe it could have been something that I could have signed up for earlier we could have you know explored more but I think it I think a couple of months after she had passed and that's because they educated also on what diseases this type of therapy help and um, that's so important because I don't think a lot of people know that this type of, you know, therapy, this type of treatment can help many people who are affected with numerous cancers and sickle cell disease and other um, diagnoses and disorders that, you know, they can get relief from. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I'm wondering, you said that you first signed up 19 years ago in college. How long did it take? Yeah. Once you were in the registry, how long did it take for them to give you a call back and say, ooh, I found a match? I was actually trying to find that. I remember writing a story about it, but I, I don't think I was called, I think, either 2011. <laughs> so about almost like 10 years after the fact, I was on the registry for a while, a very long time before I was actually called. Um, to donate my um, marrow. It was a long time. It's not, it wasn't immediate at all. <laughs> I was actually trying to find that information because I wrote a, um, a little blog about this many years ago myself, but um, it was a very long time. I do know that. I wasn't called even while I was still in college. So I um, signed up maybe in 2001 or 2002, and I was called like 2011. It was a long gap. You know, they definitely kept in contact, and, you know, they definitely um, just followed up as an organization, be the match, to see if, you know, I was still interested in being a donor or if I wanted my name removed or things like that. They followed up in that way, but also just to see, you know, if things had changed regarding... Um, wanted to stay on the donor list but I wasn't actually called to be a donor till 2011. Yes because I was I was a mom um, when you were called because I do remember you donating and um, I was I was a full parent which uh, you know that that took a while and um, mm -hmm. I just I remember thinking wow that's so selfless and so loving of you can you, you know, you just talked about Durrett and the fact that um, you did it with, you know, her in mind, but was there anything else maybe um, that encouraged you? Did you feel like you went into the process knowledgeable and that's also what encouraged you? Um, yes. Um, I like, you know, the education that I received back then. They give you a booklet. They have someone talk with you. They have someone almost like partner with you to um, see how you're doing with the information you receive. They do put you on certain medications. Um, not medication, a uh, medication one. 
um, to help increase your um, bone marrow um, prior to you actually donating. And someone is there, like you can call them at any time. I like the process in general. They have someone partner with you because it is a process. A lot of people, even though I'm a healthcare professional and I know certain aspects or more information about this process more than let's say the general public, but they still, they put everything, you know, very understandable, readable language. You have a partner that if you have any questions at any point in time that you can follow up with or call if you're having any questions and concerns. So I definitely loved that about the process. They educated you on what you would need to take um, pre-procedure, what type of procedures were out there and available to the public. Like, it's not like be a donor and then they just put you on the table. No, they made sure you were very well edited, comfortable with the decision and, you know, open to if you had any changes, didn't do it anymore or anything like that. They, um, oh, um, they would educate you and, you know, just walk you through that. And it was someone that actually worked for the Be The Match, Match organization. Um, I actually found the exact date I was a donor, actually, because I signed up in 2000 and um, I registered in 2002. I'm going to correct myself because I found the blog finally, but I didn't donate till December 19th of 2012. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Just listening to you talk about the process and the fact that they do provide you with education. It is so reassuring to me that yeah. there mm -hmm. is a process. Go on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, and, you know, I love the fact that they have the process. They have a booklet. They have someone, there's a person that calls you. I don't, it, it is almost like, several years ago, but eight years ago, but someone, I remember some, speaking to someone every day or every week that would just follow up. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you doing with the medication? Because it goes through in that booklet, even though they tell you in person and they have a person educate you, it just reinforces in that booklet that they give you serves as an additional educational source for, okay, what am I supposed to do? What medication am I supposed to take? How am I supposed to take it? Oh, okay. Um, the actual process as well um, it's just a process. It depends on which type you do, but the one that I did was um, through was it peripheral blood stem cell donation. Um, it's just basically like having two IVs in your arm. Um, and it's a process of it's called apheresis, which separating your um, stem cells from your blood plasma in one arm, separating it using a blood thinner through another machine, um, apheresis machine, and then whatever other part of the um your blood they're not using outside of the, of course the stem cells they infuse back to you so they were like you know they'll tell you what to take because you can have a reaction to um any step of the process so you know you're encouraged and told to take calcium to help increase your calcium levels because the blood thinner um binds to the calcium that's in your body and unfortunately during my process i did have a reaction um, where um, I think my calcium levels did go lower because it was binding to um, the blood thinner that was used. And it was a little, it was scary. I mean, I couldn't open my eyes and I couldn't move for some time, but the medical team that was around me worked extremely quickly to get me back to normal. 
and um, watch me. You know, they didn't just have me have a reaction, just throw me out the door. They really cared for me very well. And, um, and I recovered well. And of course, you know, went home to rest. But, you know, I know people who don't know about the process, who don't know about um, bone marrow donation, about registering, you know, like, oh, well, what if, what if, what if, what ifs can happen? And they do happen. And that's why, you know, this organization, as well as these interviews that, you know, my dear sister's doing, it, it serves as a tool of education, real life education, as well as the book education you'll be given. So um, that was what my process was a little like. Yes, yes. So I appreciate you just sharing your experience with us. Can you tell, like, would you still be, uh, would you still recommend that people do it, even though you had a reaction to it? What are your thoughts around that? I mean, honestly, if I didn't have a reaction, I would have done it again. Um, I, you know, of course, it's going to scare me a little bit, but I was just like, all right, you know, I don't know. You know, everybody responds differently to everything, but generally when they give, just like with any medication that is generally given out, the vast majority of the population will do well with it. You know, one person may have a reaction, but, you know, they can't do that type of way again, but, you know, in general, I would do it again, just probably not the um, peripheral stem cell way again, or maybe I need to take much more calcium that was more than what was recommended. Um, I don't know. And I don't want to make assumptions either. Like, oh, maybe I should do this or this and this. My body just responded differently. You know, I followed the directions and my body just responded differently. And that happens. And that's real life. But because it's such um, a therapy and a treatment and cure that other people can really benefit from, I would encourage people to do it. I mean, I know even though I didn't donate till what? I signed up in 2002. I wasn't called till 10 years later. Um, I also got a follow-up call to hear that my, my recipient was doing very well. You know, I was like, and I was so reassuring to hear. I was like, oh, it didn't just, you know, it's not sitting up, you know, waiting to be infused in someone. Actually, someone needed the donation, received the donation, and actually recovered and is doing well from... Um, my donation and that's like that's heartwarming to hear and there's so many of us that you know who might have a disorder or um that you know can be treated by this but you know our our registry for um people of color is just low you know and you know we need to build that up so we can serve as you know therapies of help to others who may not be doing so well so, I mean, though I had my, my, my story and, you know, my reaction, if I didn't, I would have done it again without question, you know? Awesome. So, awesome. You know? Yeah. I am so proud of you for saving someone's life. Like, you know, that's something that people don't often think about doing in reality. It's kind of like something you see on TV. Like, oh yeah, they mm-hmm. saved somebody's life. But in reality, you can mm-hmm. actually save another person's life. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what you did. So, you know, you're my mm-hmm. friend, but you're also a hero. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm super proud of you. I'm proud of you for sharing your story and being transparent <laughs> because I feel like it's important for us to let other people know. And that's exactly what you're doing. And I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. I know 
Dorette would be proud of you. I mean, she, mm-hmm. she lived her life in a way that was like, speak out. And I know that is one of the reasons why I'm so, I, I'm always talking about it. Like wherever I go, I'm mm-hmm. like, you know about sickle cell, you know? And I share that without shame mm-hmm. because we, we, have to, we have to be honest. As a community, there are some health disparities that exist that by us speaking out about them, we can make somebody's mm-hmm. life better. And so I appreciate you for sharing your experience mm-hmm. and just um, mm-hmm. being willing to do it. You know, you, you did it and you're, mm-hmm. you're alive to tell about it. And I think someone else is alive to be grateful for you. Now, I do have a question. Do you, they, um, so once you, do, you give the donation, they don't mm-hmm. tell you who the person is. I know I've seen some stories on TV where the people mm-hmm. get to meet, but I know that's not everybody's case. Um, yeah. Do you get to know what type of illness that the person had, even though, of course, you don't know who they are? I don't. I think they gave me little bits and pieces of information, but I may have lost it. Um, if I do come across it again, because I'll, I'll forward it to you, but in reference to like just like you know they told me the person was male and in their 50s and i think they mentioned the um disorder that they were suffering from but i don't quite remember it so i just remember male and 50s so that's all i remember that's um i probably have to find the email because you know me i keep my emails forever (laughs) i probably have the email somewhere in the inbox just collecting dust but um from eight or nine years ago <laughs> but um yeah they do tell you like whatever you know information that they can and if the donor um i think the donor didn't want to meet so and that's you know that's perfectly fine but um they can tell you a little bit of information like that as long as of course it isn't any form of violation they can do that so they did send that and share that with me and I also wanted to add, I think, um, also not I think, but also I hosted a bone marrow drive. I think this was back in like 2014, also to increase awareness. So like if people aren't, you know, aren't so comfortable with the donating, donating themselves, they can still help in another way, you know, by registering donors. Like during that drive, I think we were able to don- um, register 37 people. And I was like, that's, you know, that's amazing. Cause a lot of people are like, nope, nope, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> so it was like a blood and bone marrow drive. So that um, also was like, okay, this is how we can continue to like get the education out there and like, you know, what you're doing and what other people I hope will continue to do by like just registering people, getting the word out there and, you know, keeping people informed, you know? Yes, yes. And I love that you hosted your own drive. Like that is I hosted it with my sorority. Well, that's still that's yeah. goals, like complete goals <laughs> um, for me. So I just thank you for all that you have done for other people um, and just your willingness. I mean, you're you're a very sweet and compassionate person. So I appreciate you sharing your story with my listeners on the Cleverly Changing podcast. Can you share any final words of wisdom for people who are maybe a little bit on the fence about donating? I love that um, you just mentioned about blood 
donation as well at your um, reg um, when you registered and hosted a drive because mm -hmm. one of the treatments that people with sickle cell often get are um, blood transfusions. And so for people who are willing to give their blood, that is always needed as well. So mm -hmm. um, the, like the Red Cross, like there are so many places that people can donate blood. Mm -hmm. And they, they definitely should, especially, you know, people of color. There are people who live every day in need of blood. I used to think prior to my experience with sickle cell, I used to think that it was like, I would think about car accidents, people needing blood, or, you know, just some accident that happened. But it's not just that. Like, some people need it for, to, for their lives to be sustained. And I know there are many people with sickle cell where that is the case. So um, I just want to thank you for doing that once again. But if you could share some last words, that would be awesome. Um, last words, be encouraged, be educated. I mean, we all are here on a fair field to help each other in one way, form or another. So if you are questioning, you know, oh, should I be a donor? Look up what diseases and, you know, that being a donor can do to help someone else. You know, as I mentioned before, like, I didn't know that, you know, sickle cell worm not, excuse me, not sickle cell, bone marrow transplants could help certain disorders like what our friend Dorit had, the cancer she had. Or, you know, I was, I was not aware or fully aware of how it, you know, even helps people who have sickle cell as well. And this was back when in what, 2002. So, you know, go and engage yourself, engage the content, look up for yourself so you know what you're getting involved in as to, okay, who does this benefit? what you know your concerns are because when you educate yourself you may lessen your fears you may lessen your your concerns um and there's more than one way and one method that you can trans um be a donor so you know look up all that information and then make a very full you know complete decision moving forward and then if after you've decided be encouraged encourage someone else to join you know pay it forward educate them add people from your family to or your immediate network to join the the registry because donors are needed well thank you thank you folks you heard it here definitely share this podcast with a friend share it with a family member let other people know that we are educating people we are trying to raise awareness about issues that affect certain communities so we need your help. We need you to register. I'm going to share that information about where you need to go to join the Be The Match registry. That is, you text um, SC3Carly to 61474. That's S as in Sam, C as in Cat, the number three, Carly, that's C as in Cat, a is an apple, R as in rat, L as in lion, E as in elephant, and Y as in yellow. Text that to 61474, uh, 61474. Or you could go to the link join.bethematch.org/sc3carly. So thank you all for listening, and we appreciate you. All right, bye now. Bye.